Hello, and welcome to the Champagne Room Secrets Podcast. What the fuck? I don't know if this is shameful, but if you have a small dick, have a good personality. Filling the champagne. Your wife died here. Have a titty. Not a sex podcast, but it is stripper. You can grind your clit on a guy's hard dick and come. But you've never made someone come in their pants, right? I'm Candy. I'm Jade. Your friendly neighborhood whores here to walk you through the ins and outs of the strip club and sex work industry. Uncensored. Look at my sparkly Rice Krispie treat. I put edible glitter on it. Oh, that's cute. I just wanted to show you. <laughs> is is that the biggest thing that's happening in your life is the Barbie premiere? Yeah, it's been a it's been a big week. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah leading up to leading up to this premiere. movie that i have nothing to do with it's just fun it's just fun silly girly times i genuinely i think it looks good um obviously i'm very excited for oppenheimer but that's been brewing for a long time and it looks like it's gonna be really good too so barbenheimer here we go i had a good saturday and i want to talk about it because it was like a very like it was me and suki teaming up a couple times and it was really fun okay. uh and we had one, so it wasn't like super packed, but we had this older, like, I, he said he was going to listen to the podcast. You're not that old, but he was super nice. He was a pilot and he was there with his like young apprentice guy, but they're private. They fly private planes. So they were talking about how much money these people, these rich people pay just to get like chartered planes. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just insane. a level of wealth that I'm like, hey. <laughs> It's like a level of wealth and disregard for the environment. It's a great combo. For the environment. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, wow. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But they were nice people, even though, uh, and this might be a little too niche, but like the older guy and I were bonding over our love of punk music. And he's like, oh, I love the dead Kennedys. And he's actually a Republican. So I'm like, something went wrong right there. There's like... Huh. There's a disconnect, and he yeah. was like, "Oh, you have a Bernie Sanders tattoo? Like, that's terrible." But he was a sweet guy. Anyway, we—he was interesting. He was like talking about how he, like, he's on his third marriage, uh, and the wife knows that he was at the strip club, and she has been to strip clubs with him. But the woman she was married to before, they were swingers. So you know, he's like weirdly kinky, and he was talking about, "Do you know about this? Yeah. There's like a called like Dreamland or something like that." But it's like a uh, fetish, okay. like big sex party festival or whatever. And he was he was kind of saying that his newest wife, the third wife, is like the more the more prudish of the three. But then she was like, oh, you know, he's she's really into glory holes and sucking dicks, not knowing what's behind the wall. And I'm like, that's pretty, that's pretty kinky. <laughs> that's pretty kinky. That's also hot. Yeah. I like that. But it's like very kinky. <laughs> That's so kinky. I don't know if I would like that, to be honest. Like, I feel like I only like sucking dick if I like the person. So uh, that is like the complete opposite of what I would like. I like it in theory, like as like a fantasy. And I don't know if I would like it in like an mm -hmm. actual application. I definitely like if the dick was like good and clean and everything and it was a paid job, then I maybe then we're talking different. But different. I think this is different. I would let yeah. someone fuck me in a gimp suit. That's hot. That's hot, too. <laughs> I like an I like, like like I don't know what an, you look like. Right, exactly. <laughs> Although I feel like there's a suffocation danger in there. But hey, anyway, that's, you know, that's a we, part of it. We went it's into exciting. 
he was like he was saying that he doesn't actually usually do vips that he knows how much money the clubs take from us and another girl had already told him like the breakdown and he was like that's terrible you know like you make less than half this and that so he was like i'm not trying to do vips but i was like mm, we'll see about that eventually he ended up doing a 30 and i had told suki to come and sit with a younger guy because so it's it's younger guy like little apprentice of the pilot main pilot the main pilot and i are vibing and then that girl nina that i talked about a few episodes ago comes over and sits on the young guy's lap and starts dirty talking like so fast. And I was like, to the older guy, I was like, watch this. Because <laughs> like the younger guy was like 23, literally. And he looked, he was like from Oklahoma or something. He looked so horrified. I was coming out of this girl's mouth. And then she left and he's like, tell me what she told you. And he was like, uh, it was just, you know, a lot. She said that she likes everything in her mouth, this and that. Like, so now we know that she does like a little bit, like promise maybe things that like aren't. I don't think that's actually happening, but maybe she's like in in implying that it would. Yeah, so I could tell that this guy was like, you know, there's there's some guys that come into the club that need to be handled with care. They're like little birds and you have to kind of put out the little seeds and they can come to you. But if you make a sudden movement, they're going to fly away. Like, right. Yeah. So I like wave Suki over who's like very smart and like can kind of read what the different guys need. So she came over and she was like really sweet. So then. We all ended up going into the 30 and it was a great VIP, whatever. And then at the end, <laughs> I hope she's not embarrassed, <laughs> but I kind of like ended the dance a little bit earlier because we had gone in there first and, and, and she and the older guy had vibes too. Like they were talking about OnlyFans and he was like, I want to sign picture of you. This and that. It was like, great. But then he, he looks over at her and she's kind of dancing on and you heard her underwear is writing a little bit down so you can see a little bit a little bit of um like pubic hair and he was like oh my god that is so hot like he could not stop staring I was like stop you're being a perv because like that's not something that she's like trying to show is just something that like kind of wrote down a little bit yeah but he was like I want to I want to do a dance with her after and I was like okay like whatever I he was like really into bush or whatever <laughs> he's an older guy good for good for him so after we come out, they do a dance and then I'm at the bar and me and Suki are talking when they're leaving. And it was just funny because like during the dance, he was giving me like advice. He was talking to me like, well, do you have a boyfriend, this or that? And he was like, you know, you just need to have find someone who makes you laugh every day. That's the most important thing. And I was like, OK, yeah, like my current boyfriend makes me laugh. And then as they were leaving, he's like, all right, remember what I told you, girls? He looks at me and he points to like find someone who makes you laugh. And I was like, haha, yeah, you know, like. Cause he's like a dad, and then he looks at Suki and goes, "Invest in real estate." <laughs> I was like, "Are these the vibes that we're putting out?" Is I need relationship advice, and you need to invest in real estate. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" But that was cute. And then later on in the night, uh, this is like I guess it's kind of funny, but it's also a little bit sad. So Suki comes out of a private, and she's like, "Hey, I just did a thirty with this Mexican guy." And I think we can get him to do more time with both of us. And I was like, cool. And she's like, but he said he doesn't like Mexican girls. <laughs> and I was like, that's rude. Uh, and I'm like, well, am I being set up to fail? Like, she's like, no, like, go talk to him, whatever. So she goes on stage and I go to talk to him. And it's like, I think it's a little sad because like for someone who looks a certain way, let's say like more quote unquote traditionally Mexican or what like people who tell me like that I don't look Mexican expect to see. So he's like shorter, darker and has like the features he was like 
I was like, hey, you know, I'll open, start talking, being friendly. And then I was like, you know, my friend Suki said that you don't like Mexican girls. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, you're not like most Mexican girls. So like you're a little, you're taller and like you're fairer. And I was like, that's just, uh, is evincing a word or like demonstrating like a lot of self-hatred? Like, is that, does yeah. that make sense? I don't know that it's word. It's like someone but... who doesn't evincing. Yeah, I'm, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never it's heard that like, word. It's kind of showing that you kind of hate your own people or like you hate like the features that you have because he's short and dark and you hate the features of like probably your mom or your sisters or like the people, the the women who raised you. And I feel like that's super gross. And I felt kind of gross about it, you know, being able to profit off of like colorism, basically. But I was like, well, she needs to make money. (laughs) And so we were talking. You're like, today I'm white. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) yes i can speak in english only and um suki comes back she's like so what's going on so we're like yeah let's let's do a 15 and as soon as we start dancing he starts trying to lick our nipples like outside like on the 15 and i was like oh buddy like slow your rolls there like you can't be licking and it was just funny because during the dance me and suki are catching up she's like oh do you know the place where we do trivia usually is closing down i'm like what no way it's like oh you know and he's like "Eh." and then after that it ends and i was like oh okay like he only tipped us eight dollars for to both of us like it was eight dollars so four dollars each oh my god and she's like keep it and she's like well it was funny because i was like well you know how about a tip and he's like haha i know that trick and i'm like what trick trick? it's not a trick (laughs) i'm like i we just need to get paid like 20 percent is usually like the going rate like you can give us like a 20, trick would be bucks. like oh now you pay the second half of the dance like oh no you only paid the deposit on the dance and I, that's a trick yeah yeah like it's, not, asking a, for it's a not a trick to ask for something straight no. up like what Hips a are trick normal. would be like yeah like, what Everyone... to say that you know the room is like 400 instead of 360 or whatever like that would right. be the trick right yeah and and so we're like okay and then he leaves and i was like oh well and i was like well at least thanks for bringing me in because that's money that i wouldn't have made and so he's like yeah you know honestly he just like had licked every single part of my body in vip and he wanted to do more time and i didn't want to get licked anymore so i brought <laughs> you in <laughs> and i was like touche girl oh my god that was, but that was about it it was it was cute um but that same day something bad happened Okay, so listeners can go back if they want more context on this. Our Christmas party episode, which was episode 16. I think it was there. But I think I mentioned that. Uh, so we talked about um, the holiday party that the Clementine's Club threw and that a few regulars were invited and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I talked about the after party that there was like this guy who kept harassing me. Yes. I think I talked about this. He kept saying, well, he kept being like very like getting into my space basically and I didn't it wasn't at the club so I couldn't just be like hey this guy is bothering me obviously if he's at the at the holiday party (gasps) oh my god did he die no why oh because you said it was something bad I'm like did he like drop yeah (laughs) I don't think I wouldn't honestly I would not consider that a bad thing I think I mentioned that he's coming to the club and he always like has a bunch of money like he shows me as well and there's like a bunch of hundreds and he's like you know I can give you all this if you just meet me outside of here and I'm like all right, we can talk about that, but you need to do something here. And he's like, no. And he's done a few lap dances here and there, but it's always like, I don't know. Okay, so my friends and I have started describing people who catch you in a conversation and then don't let you escape as punishers. 
Yeah. Do you know the people <laughs> who like even as you're inching away, they're like still talking to you and you have like a really hard time escaping the conversation. Yeah. So he's a punisher. Like he'll start talking and it's like really hard. And then as soon as I'm like, all right, well, I need to go. He's like, no, no, no. Like and then grabs my hand or this or that. So he does that. And I think I had mentioned when we were talking about that one stripper who was roofied that the guy was telling her like, oh, you know, you did dirty things to me in the VIP. And she was like, huh? Like, that's not yeah. true. And we we're like, what is what is what is it with that? Are they misremembering? Are they trying to convince us of something that didn't happen to like gaslight us into thinking that we did do it and then we'll do it again? I don't know. But I think I've mentioned that this guy keeps saying that he remembers me kissing him. And I'm, and he talks. I just remember you kissed me and your lips and this and that. And I and I kept saying like that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And then I just stopped. I was like, okay, sure, yeah. Who knows? Like I'm just so whatever. Like you know me. I, I lose my patience and I'm like, uh huh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. So he keeps talking. So he came back on Saturday, and he like I tried to avoid him for as long as I could. And then I went to the bar to get a drink, and then he was there. So he was like, oh, you know, blah, 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 same thing. Shows me his wallet, bunch of hundreds. The money doesn't mean anything to me. And I'm like, well, I'm at work, so it means something to me. So Right, exactly. Eventually, I I, uh, convinced him to do a lap dance. And the room is really packed, so there's, like, not a lot of empty red chairs where we do the lap dances. So he's like, well, Mm -hmm. let's go to the front. So the Clementine's Club has a main room and then a smaller room out front where they put people to sit around and wait like to come in so we go over there and there's fewer people obviously so i'm dancing for him first song right and then i finish the song and then i'm like well do you want another one and he's like oh we know of course blah blah and then as he's talking he kisses me on the lips and i'm like (gasps) bro like i just stand up and i get really angry because he was talking the same thing that he always says like i remember when you kissed me and i'm wondering why you did that and i'm like i don't know (laughs) because i didn't so i'm like what am i supposed to say so then he kisses me and i'm like dude i got super mad and i was like it's that's 40 bucks he's like well you're not gonna do the next song I'm like no you just crossed my boundaries like of course not you owe me 40 bucks like give it to me so he gives me 40 dollars. he's like well i don't know and then one of the floor hosts slash security guys comes over and he's good friends with that guy because like i said Ugh. he's a regular and i think he tips the bartenders really well and that guy sometimes bartender. he's like oh you know xyc his name like are we doing shots now because he's like you know, sometimes the bartenders will comp shots for people who spend on the money. Yeah. And I was like, you know, actually, he just kissed me. And that was really uncool. So I'm just going to go. I know you're not going to kick him out because, like, he's your buddy or whatever. But, like, I think you should know. And he's like, oh, what? And then he, like, laughs. And he's like, I think he's confused. But also, like, I don't know. He's just trying to, like, be diplomatic. And I'm like, fuck this. Um, so I go to the front and I tell DJ Sleaze. Cause he had, I was like, Hey, do you remember at the, at the holiday party? Cause if you guys remember DJ sleeps with the holiday party, he's like, no, I don't remember. <laughs> Cause he did, he's like, I don't remember anything from that night. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. And then I was like, well, you know, that regular XYZ, he just did, he had been accosting me at the holiday party. And just now he kissed me during a lap dance. And I think that's fucked up, but I know no one's going to do anything about it. Cause like, he's a regular, he's like, I think you should sell manager um daddy manager that we like well yeah. that we used to like but then we found out that when the guy slapped me in the ass you didn't kick him out right so after so i i do like daddy manager but after that happened i'm more uh cynical about him you know like about what he's willing to do and so i went over to him and i was like hey just so you know this happened tell him what happened and I was like, I know nothing's going to get done because he's a regular, but, you know, I just think you should know. And he's like, he got furious. He was like, 
no, really? that's not okay. Yeah. He was like, you know, he starts calling on the radio, but the guy had already left. Um, XYZ had left. He's like, you know, next time he's that's fucked up. Like no one's allowed to make you uncomfortable. You know, it doesn't matter. Next time he comes in, I'm going to tell him he's not allowed back. I'm going to 86 him. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Like he had this like big, big reaction that I was definitely not expecting. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and and so I felt like a little bit OK about that. But as the days have passed, I'm kind of thinking, OK, and then going back to that stripper who got roofied, who our friend uh, Katrina had talked to daddy manager and he was like, yeah, we'll make sure he doesn't come back. Well, yesterday I get a text from another friend. He's like, oh, that guy is back. The guy who roofied um, our friend. He was let back in. So I don't know if there was a different manager yesterday or if he just didn't follow through on making sure that there was like a picture of him kind of being like he's not allowed right. back. So I think I had mentioned he comes back maybe like once a month or something like that. Yeah. So it had been a while, but he's back. And I was thinking, I was talking to AC about it. I was like, you know, like, I really did appreciate that daddy manager had like a big reaction, like big negative reaction to what happened that he was like, you know, no one's allowed to make you uncomfortable and this or that. But I think there is something to be said that that guy is like a short Hispanic dark guy. The, the one who did that to me. Yeah. And the guy who roofied our friend is like an old white dude, which is like the bread and butter of the Clementines Club. Yeah. I do think that has something to do with it. And I don't know if it's obviously I don't think it's very conscious. Like I do think daddy manager seems to treat everyone pretty fairly. And, you know, he's trying to learn Spanish. But I I think there's something to be said about that, that like race kind of might have played like a subconscious role in like one guy being like rule 86 him 86 him as soon as he tries to come back you know this uproar versus the other guy being like yeah yeah that's not good yeah we'll we'll make sure he doesn't come back and then being allowed back in yeah or if like he just reacted that way just for show to make me feel better at the moment mm. but then we also cuz then i was thinking so daddy manager is the one who didn't kick out the guy who slapped me in the butt <laughs> like right. super hard which everyone right. saw there was like hella witnesses like and there was no question that that happened and he didn't get kicked out and i'm like that was also like a group of like rich white dudes mm. and like the reaction was very different yeah even though i would i probably was like more mortified about the butt slap because that hurt really bad versus the kiss on the lips that's like disgusting and boundary crossing but it's like you know what whatever like not whatever it didn't hurt like the butt slap heard across the world yeah it seems like there is a bias like when and who so. Which, you're getting mad at who do you right. want to like, kick I'm, out of the club like who are you like oh like i don't want who, these people in my club so if they screw up a little bit they're out but yeah. all the Which, white people i don't think stay. he screwed up a little bit right yeah. right i don't think he's, like i think he screwed up big yeah. time i think he's an asshole but I think there was maybe like we're just waiting for an excuse, not waiting for an excuse, but like we're quick to jump to that. So like right. he should be out of here yeah. versus the other guys like, well, you know, all his other rich buddies are here and he gave me like 50 bucks so he can stay. You know, that's Mr. Buttslap. And then Mr. Roofy guy, maybe there just was like no follow through. That's crazy to let someone in who maybe they didn't believe our friend that she got roofied because I, I do think they're like it, victims who also happen to drink don't get believed you know what I mean like yeah or yeah, you know when you're a girl who sleeps around a lot and then you get like date raped then people are gonna think well that's not you know you put out or whatever like yeah. I, I think there is something about that but anyway I just was like 
bummed about that that I was like I can't it can't even be like a good victory that he's 86 now because I'm like well those other guys should have been 86 too and like here he is that guy coming back which like you know like plenty of people said we do think he roofied one of your workers that's crazy well, yeah and even like just at for characters on the show like didn't full dick and balls come back too Oh yeah, full dick and balls came back, and that's an yeah. older white guy. It's just kind of he's like... been back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He looks like Mr. S- like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another guy. Oh wow, there's so much lore now to the podcast. Anyway, I know <laughs> you had a good experience. I did. Let's talk about uplifting <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. So I had. Uh, like a totally last minute client, but someone who reached out last week, I think like Wednesday to book on Friday and he provided references. So I contacted uh, both of these women and they were like, he's a great client. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I noticed it's like, I think there are definitely, uh, we call them, well, not we, but like escort people call them like hobbyists. So they, yeah, yeah. I think you've mentioned yeah. that before. Right. And I think there's like different levels. So, you know, I talked about last Mm. time, like kind of what I charge. So I kind of a more like the high end on the high end of what I am offering. And so then I do, I have, you know, attracted kind of like the high end hobbyists. So I was like looking at these women's websites just to make sure that they're real workers before I contact them. And um, they were, they had like Twitters and and, like all this stuff. And they were just like imagining like guys setting up their own references like being like hello yes this is <laughs> <laughs> she was a great guy great penis <laughs> yeah yeah that would be uh that would be pretty funny and uh they both were just like you know petite white blondes around the same price mm-hmm. one was actually like quite a bit more expensive than I charged I was like ah oh, good for her amazing I love that yeah if you, you know, whatever amount, the highs you can get, fucking get it, dude. Like, hell yeah. Um, And he was like very polite, whatever. But I did not, uh, I did not see him, like a picture of him before we went because he didn't give me his LinkedIn. But I'm like, you know what? You gave like references and like they really checked out. So I was like, whatever, fine. And I, I was even telling Billy Bob and I was like, oh, this is going to be like some old white guy, like whatever, whatever. That's totally my type. That's like always like the people that like book me and also yeah just have like a certain uh like way that they like talk and stuff I don't know how to like explain it um because they've like been around for a while right so they're like a lot older and they're like okay hey toots (laughs) right exactly it's like we know the deal Yeah, yeah yeah and uh I I was wrong he was a black man is this a race episode I definitely had the moment I was like oh like, that's just like mm-hmm. what I wasn't expecting. Wait, have you seen that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> when <laughs> <laughs> when Larry <laughs> David, uh, his friend gives him uh, the the number of someone who can fix his car, and then he shows yeah. up to the the place, the mechanic, and the mechanic is black, and he's like, "Oh, you know, Jeff didn't mention you were a black guy," and he's like, "Okay, like, does that matter?" He's like, "No, I'm just." You know, surprised he didn't mention it. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh it's just, these girls, they just didn't mention it. I don't know. I feel like whatever I say, it's going to be taken badly. But it's like, you know, I was like, I was like, oh, I feel like he was like, 
attractive. <laughs> and well, you know, you know that talking about black men penises is kind of what took down uh, the guys, the guys who we podcast for the first time. <laughs> so no, I don't have to read carefully. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm just saying I just feel like <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I just feel like white men do not age as gracefully. <laughs> So like he definitely mm, like was a okay. bit older and I don't like this is not like every single thing, okay. but I feel like I've been with guys like the same similar age, like based on like how he was talking. And then when he talked about going to school and stuff, cause we did like chat for a bit and I was just like, mm, he just, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was attractive. Yeah. And... That melanin keeps you young. Yeah. yeah honestly, good, good for them. So just like pointing out my own like bias there. And I was like, you know, I really need to like, not also, he had like an old white man's name. At least that's the name that he gave me. Like, I don't know, like maybe that's just, uh... he is. <laughs> So I really thought was his name Glenn. <laughs> it was not Glenn, was but yeah, something... Gavin Newsom. <laughs> this is Gavin Newsom. No, um, but you know, I was I was even telling Jade about this because I was so surprised because, like, to be honest, like all of I haven't had any like all of my clients have been white or Indian men, like all my like escort clients, and like even like at the strip club, I'm like that's pretty much the most of people that have liked me. Like I haven't really had a lot of luck going up to black men. So I guess I just didn't really think like I was like their demographic, which I know there's like the stereotype, obviously that like, can, they... I, can I put you on the spot for a sec? Cause we were talking about, um, I have a friend who's also a very thin white woman and she like black men like, love her. And we were talking, I think I cut you off. You were going to say the stereotype that black men like white women. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Sorry to cut you off. But then I was wondering, like, did maybe because I was thinking, like, I wonder what that is, because like you both are similar types. And she she was telling me that her first boyfriend was a, a black guy. And she was like, I think that like the formative, you know, like your first boyfriend, she kind of like loves black men like she loves going up to them. I hope that doesn't sound like fetish fetishizing. It's just what she likes, Um, we've, we've which we've discussed, you know, how that right. can like be fetishizing slash not whatever preferences preferences but I wonder if maybe you had like bad luck at first with maybe a couple of black men and then you kind of like expected them not to like you so then you didn't go up to them as much because I feel like that can happen too yeah Where sometimes uh... I'm like oh this type of guy you know there's like a type of like old white guy that looks very square that I don't think is gonna like me because I'm like Latina dressed like a vampire and have tattoos and like I'm loud and have a foul mouth so I kind of like there was a point in time where I didn't go up to them as much and then one day I realized like oh no they kind of like that because they don't like actually have that around <laughs> like they're kind of like what the fuck is this you know and they're right, like, like that right. so then I had to kind of do a like well if I don't expect a rejection and I approach them the same that I would someone else like I can I can be successful you know I don't I don't think I've ever done that because I generally go up to everybody unless I get like really bad vibes but I will say I do think a way that I communicate when I meet people is probably very like white guy coded it's like what I know like like preppy yeah like very like preppy whatever preppy is connected to a wasp like which the double u is white (laughs) you know right yeah Yeah. so I feel like I probably just talk to everybody like that and maybe that's like off putting because i yeah i've been told a lot well i mean that like to shut up or like like oh geez calm down if i'm like hi i'm like 
blah 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 yeah, and I still, like, I hate whatever yeah. so like I don't know maybe I just well and I you're just... not gonna go up to people of different races and like no. like yo what's up <laughs> <laughs> no exactly but like I do think I could like instead of like purposely not going up to black fam because I haven't had success with them like the way I approach them is just like how white guys like to be approached and that's why like mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. tactic like doesn't work as well um yeah. which you know it's hard I always talk about like casting a, a universal net is really hard like we cast a net and then some people like us and then some people don't like it's it's fine like I don't think you should like try and change that right well um, then it's like, like what's what I mean? the opposite yeah. like I like appropriate <laughs> <laughs> like like and I, I'm also just no I'm very no, I don't think I don't think very that's white I'm very white I'm very pale I yeah. come off you know very like just all American I mean like to be honest I'm not complaining but like I do get compared to like you know Hitler's dream a lot like I'm very Aryan <laughs> like that is something I mean I just like I've been called a Nazi yeah, yeah. a lot and not for what I've said just like the way that I look I'm like classically you know, European pretty and I have blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, like- I, I'm i going to observe this girl. Um, We don't have a name for her, but she also looks like that. Like she's skinny, tall, white, very pale, blonde. Yeah. But she's very successful with, and even just on stage, black men love tipping her. Yeah, like, even I've like, seen, I don't. And I don't know if maybe she's putting out this vibe. Maybe she's like making eyes at them, like, you know, because she also is attracted. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna observe. I observe because I'm like, I just, you know, like I said, I kind of treat everyone the same. And I don't feel like in general, I have attracted black men, but I had a client. Which is fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Yeah. Right. And to be honest, I don't really like have real. I was telling Jane, I was like, it was like a really great experience. It was like everything was cool. We ended up like, getting like super deep into like life and like politics and like some like yeah. global t- climate change like at the end of it and we're like really getting like passion I love having like passion conversation and I was like we're like naked <laughs> and I was like I bet you didn't that's think, the best uh... type of passionate talks I know I was like I bet you didn't think you'd uh, be having this conversation whatever so I thought it went really well. He said, you know, he'd like reach out again. So uh, we will see. And a type of person, well, an occupation that I'm beginning to like is lawyers. He's a lawyer. And I don't. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I've had some like good experiences with lawyers lately. I'm not saying like they're all They have a reputation for being terrible, right? (laughs) I think so. But but I, I mean, I think for the most part, I mean, I don't know if this is true. They they tend to be like smart people, I guess, right? Right, like, we right. Like smart people, yeah, and like smart, and maybe like a little more like worldly. Like they just kind of like know more than techies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, I mean, for me the techies don't have because for me, I love talking to a lawyer. They see like interesting cases, whether it be you know like intellectual property or it, whatever it is. It's just yeah. a more interesting conversation than like what am I going to talk to you about software and software sales? Like I don't. You know, I will say about. too. Because I think, I mean, I don't know about like in general, but lawyers, like good lawyers make like a lot of money. And I feel like once you like go to school, once you do all that, like you're not like in tech. Well, not all of them though. So America has a surplus of lawyers. So if you graduate from like the top five schools, you can make a lot of money. But then there's a lot of like shitty money making lawyers. That's to to dissuade people from just going into law school and going into a lot of debt. Right. Yeah. But you're right. 
I was saying that like, there's more, like you're not working as much as you are because in tech, these people that I see are like literally like work like 10 to 12 hours a day, including the weekends. And you're like, Oh, like, what do you do for fun? They're like, nothing. I just work. I'm like, you know, nothing. Really? I think with lawyers, it's kind of like the finance types where they have to work shit like 80 hour weeks for like a few years and then they make partner. Yeah. And then they're like cruising. Yeah, so I this feel guy... like it's, it's kind of like this. Like if you've talked to finance guys, they also have like two, three years of like shitty lives, honestly. Right, like, or, right. You know. But then they kind of like. And then they're builds. like, but we're good. Yeah. Then they're good. Yeah. Um, Because it's, it's just kind of like, like a rite of passage a photographer and like all these like things and oh my god wait actually one really funny thing he was like I'm like oh do you have any like travel plans coming up he's like I'm going to Italy in August I think or some oh. month and I was like oh my gosh I'm like Ugh. what part and he was like that's that's when the... everyone is vacationing oh maybe it was like October in August maybe it's like October November Bad I don't still yeah um, yeah. he's going to the Amalfi coast. And I was like, wait, isn't that where they, I was like, well, I only really know. Cause I watched white Lotus. And I was like, is that like where it is? And he was like, he kind of looks down and like smiles. He's like, yeah. So I really liked the last season of white Lotus. So I looked up the resort and I like booked like four nights. Everyone like, before. did. Oh, he's staying there. Oh, Dude, have you seen yeah. how expensive it got after white uh, Lotus? Yeah. 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 I do. And I was like, you're staying for, I'm like, you can afford this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, you go. Ask him if he wants some company. I know, right? I'm like, um, so I, I can be the translator and you can suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just thought that was funny because he was like kind of embarrassed to yeah, admit. I was like, I was like, listen, I like had no, I'm not like because no everyone interest. and their mothers did that. Yeah. Right. Like I had like very little interest about going to Italy until I saw the last season of White Lotus. And then I was like, damn, I want to go to that hotel, which is a four season. Yeah. Show. But apparently, yeah, apparently that hotel like skyrocketed after. I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Well, yeah. good for him. <laughs> I hope they do a third season. I really liked it. I'm sure they will. Okay. I think I've heard they are. Yeah. Is okay. It time? It's time, you guys. We are back into the, the 21 loves of surviving a gentleman's club whose arms candy Dar darius allen's arms <laughs> <laughs> okay this is law five which is called read between the lies Ooh, not lines lies okay uh, the only way to come to grips with the harsh reality of stripper gaymanship is to deal with the fact that strippers tell beautiful lies and then we have a quotation <laughs> Truth is beautiful without doubt, but so are lies. Ref Waldo Emerson. Good for you, Darius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, yeah, from, from the movie Ref Waldo Emerson. <laughs> That's a reference <laughs> to the movie Lord of the Flies. <laughs> from the movie. <laughs> the movie Lord of the Flies. Okay. For strippers, it's not about telling you the truth. It's about telling you what you want to hear. Despite... The ridiculousness lies do come with the territory. Think of them as a defense mechanism. By the very nature of the job, strippers should be protective of their personal lives and be intent on keeping things on the surface. Thus, the elaborate world of stage names and alter egos, <laughs> foxy, honey, juicy, feisty, etc. Not every juicy. patron. I know. Juicy and feisty. I love those. <laughs> uh, not every patron has a healthy outlook on the jungle. And unfortunately, there is a fair amount of stalkers hiding in the bushes. Okay, this is something because like I, I feel like Jade or the name that used I use at the Clementines Club can be a real name, but you know, 
it kind of is obvious that it's not. But there's some like really obviously not real names. Like, so I've worked at the Krusty Krab and this girl's name was Smokey, right? And oh. I'm like, I don't know how you handle it. So I shifted back and forth with a lot of different names at that club because like I had picked one name that sounded like another name and whatever. I went back and forth. And one of the names that I chose was Electra. And so I, one night I worked as Electra and everyone was like giving me pushback on a name that was like so obviously not my name. And I was like, how does Smokey handle this? Because <laughs> like every time I said my name, they'd give me a face like, no, it's not. And I'm like, I I don't know if this is what people are doing. I don't know if I've heard something similar, but what if they have two names? So they have their performer name, which is like very like exotic sounding, whatever. And then they're like, oh no, my name is like I've done Jessica. that. And so then like the customer's yeah, so like, do you think a, oh, a smoke like, is doing that. I don't know. Yeah. But like, what if she's like, yeah, I have, oh, like I'm actually Brittany. I have a real, uh, a fake real name basically for one people. So, cause it, I do think you're right. And speaking of read between the lies that customers do like to feel like they got like more intimate than right. they were supposed to or like they got something out of you that you didn't want to give in the first place. Yeah, yeah. fucking annoying. Like, I don't know. I, I hate, I just, I don't like starting off conversations immediately combative. Like, oh, what's your name? This. No, it's not. It's like, well, we're off to a bad start, you know, because right. I'm just fucking annoyed. Because obviously, I, I get annoyed. And I, I look at them. I'm like, oh, is this your first time at a strip club? Or sometimes I've been saying, is there like, oh, is that your name? I go, what do you think? <laughs> Which is not super nice, but I'm just like, I just, what do you think? Like, no, I'm like. Sometimes I right, just stare at going. them. I just stare and smile. Because yeah, it's like, <laughs> anyway. Because, like, we can get into, like, the whole educational thing. Well, you know, we use fake names to get into a persona because it helps us get into character or it helps us morph into whatever we want to be today as party girl, like, catering to you slash also we don't want you to find our friends and family and, like, follow us home. Like, yeah. that's such an exhausting conversation. So I just go, what do you think? Yeah. Is that your real name? Anyway. Strippers also have to protect themselves from jealous girlfriends and wives that would love to start a cat fight with their so-called nemesis. Hmm. We were just talking about that. <laughs> Those brief scenarios are the very reason why generic strip club conversations is cliche and superficial, but still customary. The exchange usually flows in this order. What's your name? Where are you from? Would you like a lap dance? If only like it was that true. simple. Well, but I feel like where are you from is usually my first question, which I think is kind of boring. I don't know. I I guess I don't know about your strategy, but I try to find something idiosyncratic about the person and then talk about it like oh like what is that shirt from but the mm -hmm. easiest way to start a conversation is where are you from but I, I think I've talked about like some customers kind of get maybe they've had this question all night and they're like what do you want to know where I'm from and it's like um I, I try to get so I want to know what their job is but I know like people aren't going to want to share their company whatever so I will ask what industry they work in um and see mm, what they get so it's a little bit more vague Right. And then I'm like, I use whatever info to be like, okay, do you have money? <laughs> okay. I actually have a little bit of insight on this because I'm reading this book on um, basically influencing people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hold on. it's called the like switch. It's an ex FBI's agent guide to influencing, attracting and winning people over. And he says a, a lot of times when you want to get information to like, an answer to a question that you think people would not readily want to give. So like, what do you do? You, one way to do it is say, I do this, which we obviously can't do. Cause it's like, hi, I'm a stripper. <laughs> it's 
like duh no duh right so we can't really use that one but then the other one is to tell someone something that might be wrong and people have a need to correct so you're like oh where are you from san francisco oh so you work in tech like Mm. they have a need to be like no i actually work in construction instead of asking like what do you what industry do you work in so that that could be sometimes i do that where i just assume some like say an assumption and people do have a need to either correct it or be like yeah and this or that instead of asking straight up does that make yeah. sense yeah yeah that does that seems like a good tactic wow. but like the tactic of like telling someone like oh I, like okay so if you want to know where someone's from you can be like hi I, i'm hi what this and that you're having a good time like i'm actually from tijuana like i've only been in bikini bottom for a year what about you or like it, this kind of like this is how conversations go it sounds less than like where are you from Right, right. So it's like less of like I'm being questioned and the guard doesn't go up. Okay. Her objective isn't to deceive you. She's playing within the rules of engagement and she has a clear agenda. And so do you. She just wants to have a flirty conversation that tickles your fancy and targets your pockets. At the same time, making you an open book while all you get from her is cliff notes. As the conversation flows and touches on various topics, the key is to read between the lies and pick up on information that can benefit your agenda. So as a reminder... This is the book that was written with the audience in mind is the customers. Right. Because we, the way we keep talking, you and I keep talking, it's like, oh, how do we as sex workers try and get information out of the customer? And he's doing the opposite. He's telling customers how to get information out of the women, out of the women, basically. Right. Like how to like like, exploit that. (laughs) Yeah. How to find out things that they're not trying to tell you straight up, basically, is he's He's wanting to tell customers, here's how you find out things about your strippers that they might not be wanting to talk about readily. So even with a club persona and a stage name, strippers are still human. <gasps> they have a conscience, a strong desire for realness, 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 and honest motives. If you listen carefully, little truths will creep out like the animal sounds of the jungle. Consider them trigger words. These words signify a certain level of hustle and predatory mindset. So, unless you are submitting an application for sugar daddy status, hoping to be a sponsor, her aspirations and financial hardships are only good for small talk. So, he's like, don't pay attention to that. <laughs> They're just beautiful eyes told told to show you her ambitious side or her burdens, but they mean, they mean little in the midst of the jungle. Don't get excited if she tells you she's single. She knows it will make her look more attainable. Most times, it's just a beautiful eye told to get in touch with your singles. Ayo. So then he goes into, so basically like to, to explain what's going on, he's saying like, if she, if the stripper is talking about her dreams, it's basically so that you want to spend money on it and don't believe it. She, if she tells you she's single, she's probably not. She's just trying to make herself seem like you might be able to fuck her, but you won't. She's just trying to get your money. So then he has a list of trigger words that you should be on the lookout to like, um, discover what type of stripper she is so we we can talk about whether you think it's true so the first one is travel any predator that travels to vegas or any other state outside her local jungle is about her money she's also about adventure and living the fast lane so he's saying if the stripper talks about traveling to work at different places she's like top hustler which i think is true Um, i don't know how yeah i mean men under I mean, I guess like to me, if someone's like traveling, then they must be like pretty good at the job and like know what they're right. doing. Exactly. So they're like trying to go to exactly. good areas. So I don't think I don't find that to be like a deterrent. I guess if you're just like an insecure man, but 
I think he's saying that it's it. Then she's definitely into just like the hustle. She's very all about her hustle. We're all into it's the like, hustle, Darius. Also, I love he like thought he ate when he's like, you know, women are people too. They have consciousness. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to write that down? I mean, I get it because like people reading this book are like, no offense, like kind of dumbasses, but uh, yeah, I mean, reading it and like taking it like well, you know totally seriously. Yeah, I will say there's some girls who are more about her hustle than others. Like, you know, the type of girls I will sit around for a long time and not go up to everybody. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe he's like, oh, if you want that type of girl, the girl who's saying that she's going to be in Vegas for this weekend, New York for this other weekend, and Texas for this other weekend, that's probably not the girl that is just going to sit around and, like, waste her time with you. So Yeah, people that are bad we at don't their love. job. Yeah, we don't love girls like that. We don't love guys who love girls like that. Yeah, but but you you know the type that I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, I do. And the thing like, is, I'm not... like, I think you can sit around and like talk, but like, please like get paid to do it. Like, don't do it for free because then you're just right. Like... And and I think maybe sometimes you're having a bad day and you're more willing to stick around with someone who. But I just see girls who like will spend a lot of time just sitting with one guy and like not asking for money. And I'm like, it's yeah. hard to blame them. Because I don't know what maybe they're just sitting there in the hopes that they will get money. And like, certainly I've made that mistake sometimes. Yeah. But it is like you're kind of devaluing all of her times if you're right. just like, well, this girl sat with me for three hours and didn't ask for money. And it's like, Ey. I don't want to blame them personally, because like, again, everyone has yeah. their days. Everyone has like these people, whatever. But like it does contribute to the larger issue of people not taking this job seriously and think that emotional labor deserves compensation. Right. I agree. Okay, bachelor parties. One thing about predators that perform at bachelor parties is that they are professional and they respect the code of silence and they love to party. It's up to you to capitalize on this truth. I don't know what that means. Like try to sleep with them, I guess. Try to like get away with more. I think it's more like, oh, like these are the girls that you want to party with. I think that's true. I, I still have never done a private bachelor party because I'm kind of uptight. To be I've honest. heard like, I don't of like... some crazy ones, like with sex shows. I've had a friend like have yeah, like attend one. Yeah. Um, because it's like I mean, you're yeah. in a private thing. I've heard you of that have... too. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have less regulations, right? Like, um, I know girls who have done private parties where there's like, oh, maybe we like use a dildo on the other girl, or we get fully naked. And I've thought about doing some bachelor parties. But I think I just, I really like the structure where like no one's going to ask me to do anything that is not within the, the confines of the rules. You know, like I feel like once you get somewhere and they're like, well, we'll give you this much more money to get fully naked. And then you say no, like that's not fun. And that yeah. kind of ruins the fun, I think. Um, also, it's just like for all the money that they take from us, like I do feel more protected at a club than at some guys, like just two girls and like 10 guys or something yeah like i know it's it's like the number of guys that freaks me out because obviously like i can be alone with the guy i feel like usually pretty in control yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. fine but like uh, i don't know dude like a whole like ugh. yeah and like i would need oh, to have like a security I, there i think i mentioned to you did i not so episode 45 we used your nar system to yeah basically decide that this one guy I was talking to was not worth um talking to and I had basically followed the NAR system said NAR for about a week and then on Saturday he texted me hey I have a friend hosting a birthday party tonight at seven and needs a dancer last minute 10 to 15 people it's his girlfriend's birthday pays 
30 plus tips i was confused i don't think he meant i mean i think he meant 300 because it's 30 with um a little quotation so he said no anyone and i said hey i might i know our i texted my friend Sookie and i was like hey um this is the guy i've been talking to i met him on what's your prize he's asking me for a girl i personally was like for a saturday i'm just gonna go in and work like but i know that she's really good and she has john I know she has a system and she is a great party girl and like more bubbly than maybe I am. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like a good one-on-one stripper and she's like a good party girl. So yeah. I was like, Hey, I might, it pays what and how many hours just one girl, where's the location? And then I sent Sookie's rate and I said, she charges this much per hour, brings her own pole and stage as well as a DJ speakers and lights. And then she sent me two pictures to send to him where mm-hmm. she looks great. So I sent it to her and he goes, Hey, shoot, dot, 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 really? You are out? And then, oh, said, oh, sorry, I didn't realize I had a typo in there and was supposed to say 300 tips for an hour. 300 plus tips. But I was hoping you'd be free, although she looks and sounds fun. And I was like, well, then just ask. Don't be like a weird, like, oh, do you know anyone? Like, fuck off. But also then it was like, once he said, I was like, you know, I was hoping it was, he was like, is this an entrapment? Was, was I about to get kidnapped? <laughs> because uh, it's like know anyone he should have just said like hey um my friend's having a birthday party would you like to perform i know you're a dancer why is he being yeah. weird yeah i don't i don't know if he was i mean i don't know this guy like i think his messages were like very very red flag i'm not going to accuse him yeah. of being an entrapper but uh, this is doesn't sound <laughs> and then good. I, and then i was like nervous i was like am i sending Suki to be entrapped but i think it ended up not working out i mean 300 dollars is not even half of what she charges no. per hour. So that is extremely yeah. low to hire. And it's like, how many sets? Especially am I for doing? a What's Saturday. Break? Like, da 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 da. Like, yeah, there's just like, that's a pretty low offer for that service. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I, I think, I think that's kind of true. I feel like the girls who do private bachelor parties are better party girls than the ones who don't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because just, you already I just, have I, to, I, you have I to. I don't be... think I can handle it. It's like going up to a co-ed table or like a, like, sorry, a big group table. Like you have to be yeah. kind of like and I, to everybody being like center of attention, blah, blah, blah. That's so extroverted. Like, so that's some extroverted shit that I'm not about. Okay. Yeah. Home slash main club. This truth is about accessibility. Predators with a home club are loyal and more likely to stick to the rules. Wink, wink. <laughs> They're thoroughly invested in their club's brand. And that's a signal for you to make a long-term investment. They're always at the same club making it easy for you to pinpoint their exact location and implement a strategic plan that caters to jo- to your agenda. For example, if you happen to be given a fake phone number by a stripper with a home club, you can happily return and find the culprit. What proceeds after that is up to you, but you get the point. I'm Are scared. you fucking? Okay, Darius, <laughs> I'm speaking directly to you. This is how this chapter needs to go. Sometimes strippers lie for their safety. And as the customer, please respect their boundaries and just enjoy the service they provide while compensating them fairly. Thank you. There, that's all we needed. That's all we needed for this chapter. Really. So if anyone needed an explanation to like that very wordy thing, it's, it's, he's basically saying, oh, if a girl says talks about her home club, you can find her there. <laughs> if, if she, you know. If she gives great. you a I wrong phone number for her safety. Uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Obviously, he's like, oh, w- what happens afterwards up to you, but you get the point. It's like, yeah, I guess now you like have found someone who's kind of hostage because you know where she works and that's fucked up. Uh, I also think it's interesting when he says 
that the girls with the home club are loyal and stick to the rules, which I also think it's true. Cause like, obviously you don't want to get fired from your home club. That would really fuck up your life. So we do tend to follow the rules a lot more. And that's also weird that he's like, Oh, you know, if she, if that's her home club, she's probably, you know, not going to do more risky shit that could get her fired. I think that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, that is what he's saying, which I'm, which it's interesting to yeah. contrast that with the hustler. Cause it's like, well, if you meet a travel dancer, she's just going to be about her money and not care about you or anything else. Well, if you meet a girl who's just dancing in her well, home club, she's going to follow the rules and not do anything else. <laughs> it could be said that maybe the girl who travels a lot because she's all about the hustle, you can pay her to do whatever. Well, that's true. Yeah. And because she can then go to Vegas or then go wherever, like say, um, Say I'm a guy, I go to Vegas, and I talk to a girl who travel dances everywhere, and she's just in Vegas for that weekend. Probably you're going to think, oh, I can probably pay her to do whatever I want, versus a girl who's like, no, I work here four days a week, and I need to be stay hired. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. He's a weirdo. Uh, Works at more club than one club. Oh, okay. If a predator doesn't have a home club and she works at more than one, just know that you spotted the leopard of the stripper kingdom. This truth is about elusiveness. You're dealing with a short-term investment and you better have fun while you can because you won't be able to stalk her. Like the girl with the home club. (laughs) (laughs) Weed. The weed smoker is the least judgmental, least temperamental, and most carefree predator in the jungle. She just wants to make money, give a mesmerizing lap dance, and chill. She knows why you're there and has no interest in judging you and your agenda. I think that's so weird and based that's... off like these very outdated stereotypes of weed smokers. Yeah, I've seen some pretty aggro stoners, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Yeah, well, I know some crazy fucking bitches who smoke right? weed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just he just feels like they're all going to be sitting there with like dreads going legalize it. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> what do you do? You go up to every dancer, like, are you a stoner? Oh, thank God. Okay. You're going to be chill. Oh, she's just going to want to have fun and be chill. Oh, thank God. <laughs> just, just going around the club, luckily, sniffing. Oh, my God. <laughs> sniffing around. Trying to smell the weed. <laughs> oh, my God. I will say, because um, I don't drink at the club, and I think I've talked about this. Uh, I know some guys want you to be like a little tipsy or whatever, but I go, oh, you know, I just prefer to smoke weed, which makes me feel good and kind of, I think they like that. So maybe those, those stereotypes are more. Anything that helps them take advantage of you. (laughs) It's great. Men love that. Dancing to Bob Marley. (laughs) The girl who comes out and dances to reggae. Like that's the girl you want. That's the girl you want. (laughs) She comes out in like a cloud of smoke. (laughs) yeah yeah exactly looking at their eyes like can you look up (laughs) okay kids this is the last one a predator would never lie about having kids damn what that hits hard because i tried i tried dude i tried about having a lying about having a kid if you do encounter one that would stoop so low for the sake of the almighty dollar get away as fast as you can she's a certified psycho and the jungle has rendered her insane wait i'm sorry lie about having kids Okay, so someone who doesn't have kids, well, how do you know they're lying? Saying that they do. Well, I mean, I try to lie about that and it was really hard. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I just I like feel bad. Oh, because you feel bad. So you can't like commit to the lie. Yeah, I've had like so much because I was like, like a nanny for like a decade. So I feel like I can pull out a lot of stuff mm, if they were to like, because I've been around babies it. and toddlers so much. And do they ask you if you have kids? Yeah, I've been asked that before. I feel like um, at the club, I get asked a lot. 
Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like lying, like even to clients. Um, it's also, it's just like more yeah, to keep. We've keep talked straight. about so, that. I don't like doing it. I mean, I don't know if I was with someone, he's like, well, if you, if you actually were a mother, then I would give you a thousand dollars right now. I mean, like, no one says that. Yeah. My kids. <laughs> but Okay. The chances of her executing on an, on an exit strategy are slim to none. Oh, basically she's saying if they have kids, they're not leaving the industry from your survival standpoint. This is a positive. This translates to a consistent work ethic, commitment to her profession, and a predatory attitude. Attitude. More importantly, she is a sound investment. Once the lioness informs you of her pride, you know instantly she respects the hard-earned dollar. As stated in Law 12, embrace the MILF. Because <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Oh she is God. all about providing excellent customer service because she is honest about her position in the jungle. So this is like really elevating mothers. Huh. Uh, which is fine. I mean, but mothers I, I are incredible. that. But I actually have noticed that, which is why I wanted to lie about it in the first place, is that guys like like love it when you have kids. I've noticed that. I even um, was witnessing a girl talk about who she has a kid and she was talking and he's like, oh, my God, that's why your hips are so beautiful. Like, like, I guess maybe they have they seem like more of like uh, they trigger the Captain save instinct, mm. you know, like, well, oh, this, isn't this girl, it a thing? She has- the pregnant dancers get a lot of attention oh yeah the the pregnant maybe maybe they do seem like more nurturing maybe oh like she has a nurturing instinct to her but she but i don't have to actually like take care of this kid because it's not mine i don't know but i have i definitely noticed which is why i even wanted to lie about in the first place but maybe i will try it one day next time someone asks me i'm just gonna say yes and do an experiment you should have like a locket on you with like a picture of your fake child have like a actually there's an ai i can yeah have an ai do it i'm so creepy and i've been wanting to use the ai to make a picture of what my kid and my boyfriend's kid would look like oh my god (laughs) i feel like i would be have to be committed to the insane hospital and but they wouldn't think you're lying if you actually had like a photo on you or like a locket or something they they'd look like an asshole if they like accused you of lying yeah Oh my god. Okay, this is fucked up. What if I use the AI, make this baby, and then put it as my photo on your uh, phone? On my phone. That's genius. There's no way they they're gonna think you're thinking that far ahead. There's no way. Yeah. I literally dare you to try it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. But first I need uh I need it. (laughs) Okay, and then but I feel like if they ask to see more pictures, I'm like, oh no, I like to keep it private because like I'm not gonna have a bunch of pictures no what if they're like a weird pedo or something don't do that you're gonna show pictures of your yeah, kids yeah, yeah. yeah i'm just like oh for safety i don't like to show pictures i guess i forgot that this was on my phone i would learn some learn some okay, phrases gonna, like uh, learn about maybe. like sleep training and be like oh i'm just so tired i've been like sleep training a lot it's just like really hard like learn like little things like that you can just like drop they don't know there. either well exactly but like they they'll be like oh <laughs> this this bitch has kids <laughs> like she knows the words yeah and she's responsible about them but then yeah okay yeah i guess babysitters i don't know okay well if I get the balls to do it, I'll let you know. Anyway, that was chapter five about spotting the lies. And and I'm going to say we didn't like this one. No. Like I said, I already gave my opinion what I thought the chapter should have been. I'm not changing my mind on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes strippers will give you half truths because they are protecting themselves and you're there to live out a fantasy to be honest right it's like protecting so, themselves like, if you and ask then... me how my day was 
giving you a good experience. Right. Yeah. To protect yeah. yourself, to do your job. Because if you ask, me, ask are... me how my day was and it was a bad day, you don't want to hear me complain about my day. I was like, oh, it's good. I did this and that. Yeah. And you're going to have a better time for it. I don't know. I don't like to lie either. We've talked about this. We have a hard time lying. Yeah. Both of us. Well, I don't know if you have a hard time. You just prefer not to. And I, I have a hard time. I am a very good to. liar. I prefer not to lie. I feel like it's like an evil superpower. Yeah. And I feel like it, I don't know, like we both like our jobs. So we get something out of having genuine conversations. Like, yeah, I also don't like it when people lie to me. So, you know, as far as work goes, anyway. I think you and I both like gen- generally enjoy the work that we're doing. It's like, I wish I didn't have to work at all because I hate, I just like, like I'm not someone who like needs work. Yeah. Purpose, but like, because my I dream job is no job. Exactly. My yeah. dream job is no job. But if I have, have a job, I like what I'm doing enough. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. Even though sometimes you get smacked in the ass or someone kisses you on the lips when you don't or want you to. get some cheese in your mouth. But... Hey, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens to the best holders. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is our show for today. Thank you. For Thank listening. you guys so much for listening. Thank you for sharing with a friend. Thank you for rate, reviewing, and subscribing. Yeah. See your secrets pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the socials. We're not on threads yet. See your secrets pod at gmail.com. No, I don't think we should be. I mean, it's like I'm trying to be like active on there. All the rejects went there. Oh, really? It's like Chris Leah went there. Oh, I don't even know. Ew, gross. Oh, the people uh, who got so all the people who got canceled on Twitter went to threads. What? Oh, I didn't know that. Like I follow I'm following people that I follow yeah. normally and they're like posting. But I just like don't really get any um traffic on my threads. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna sit here and make funny jokes that no one's laughing at. That's just sad. So Okay. Well, if you want me know. to open a thread so I can do it. I'll I mean it's already like hit- secrets. Yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it later. Anyways, email us. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Email us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about we, what we talked about today. We'd love to hear from you. CRSecretsPod at gmail.com. Okay. Bye. Bye. Next time on the Champagne Room Secrets Podcast, we had an amazing interview with Caitlin Bailey of Old Pros Online. We had a super, honestly, I feel like I learned a lot, and you guys should wow. tune in because yeah. you will learn a lot. And yeah, definitely. You don't want to miss this this episode next week. We don't. We talk at a uh, escorting, sugaring, the decrim movement, horphobia, like, and she's such a good speaker and she says things better. And than, comedy. And comedy. I know. It was like the yeah. whole, the whole gamut. So definitely tune in next time for more of like an educational, but don't, you know, we still keep it light, keep it fun. Uh, keep it like keep it fun. <laughs> we always keep it fun. <laughs> I'll throw an equip here and there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Bye. Thanks, bye. <laughs>